and welcome to the Cover 6 Podcast, a show with six friends covering the whole field, college football, the NFL, and everything in between. I'm here today with Nick. Hey, what's going on, guys? Ryan. What's up, y'all? Anthony. Hello. My man, Frank. Good evening. And last but not least, young Eric. Hello. All right, guys. Today's episode is going to be a bit of an introductory show for everyone listening to meet the guys behind the Cover 6 Podcast. We're going to go around the horn and answer a few questions about ourselves and what brought us to the podcast. Talk about, you know, our journey in football fandom, our favorite teams, just give you guys a little bit more about the people behind the show and what makes us tick as, you know, as guys and as football fans. The goal here is to give everyone a better sense of who we are, why we love football, and some of our best and worst memories involving the greatest sport in the world. So to get started, Nick, why don't you tell the people a little bit about who you are and your journey as a football fan? Awesome. So actually, I want, I'm going to start a little bit um, how this podcast got started. A few of us, actually all of us, uh, joined a, uh, a league to be able to play Madden. Uh, when we talk about being football fanatics, we are, are literally that. We all have a passion for football in every sense of the word. Uh, we even had a few of us go out to the Senior Bowl this year and meet in person and really be able to enjoy that type of atmosphere, looking at players, doing some amateur scouting, really being able to kind of see the front line. So that's kind of where this kind of birthed from. Everybody here has been talking football with each other for almost two years now, and, and we finally decided that this was a great thing to start off with. Going into me a little bit, grew up playing football for years, started in middle school, went through high school, played uh, uh, O-line, D-line, uh, a little bit of linebacker. Basically had quick feet, but did, was not very good. Didn't have the height or the size to do anything outside of that. So moved on from there. Started watching more football when it got towards high school. Fell in love with the Bears um, from just north of Chicago, Hoffman Estates area, Kennery County. Fell in love with the Bears defense. Um, when Brian Erlacher got brought on with Mike Brown, Charles Tillman, Lance Briggs, those defenses that just dominated with first Dick Duran a little bit and then into Lovey Smith, it just, it, it just grew my passion, which you know, kind of led me into some fantasy football, which is a big part of what I do. Been playing fantasy football for uh, uh, about 20 years, which is going to give my age away pretty well. Really enjoy playing it, being able to look at players, see how they project, see what the team does going into schemes, things like that. So it's something that I'm really passionate about. Uh, one of the biggest memories I have watching Bears football and, and watching those games on Sunday is spending it with my dad. We used to have sausage, cheese, and crackers every Sunday, and it just kind of became a traditional thing where we just had it every weekend. So now I can't even watch watch a game without having it with me. It's it's just something that's got to be a part of me. Fell in love with this game. Can't get enough of it. Wanted to join this podcast and be a part of it to be able to show everything I've gotten learned over the years and, and really show why I enjoy it and where my passion comes for it. All right, Nick, we're going to ask you a couple of questions just to get to know you a little bit better. Maybe something some of the people listening might be wondering. So obviously you're a Chicago Bears fan, as you said. Who would you say are you know, maybe one or two of your favorite Chicago Bears, maybe one kind of past Bears legend and one current player on the Bears roster. Yeah, so that's that's hard to pick. There's a lot of players uh, on the Bears that are great. Uh, they have the most Hall of Famers in the league. But for me, growing up, uh, watching Devin Hester, his rookie year coming out of Miami in 2006 was just incredible. Uh, fell in love with him immediately. The return he had during the Colts game for the touchdown was amazing. I thought we had that game wrapped up. Uh, we'd won every game that he had a return in that year. Uh, but Rex Grossman, unfortunately, had different ideas. Current player, there's a couple guys that I really love. But, man, Akeem Hicks, watching that guy play is so much fun. He is a monster on the o -line, or on the D-line. He just destroys people, but he's also one of the nicest guys you'll meet. I actually saw him and met him in Bourbon, or not Bourbon, in Chicago last year. Met the Chicago Bears convention, so that was a lot of fun. 
All right, Nick, I think you're a bit of a self-professed fantasy guy. I know you're going to bring a lot of fantasy knowledge and intel to the pod. Can you maybe tell us and the listeners one or two players you're looking at really early as a potential fantasy stud for this coming year? So one guy that uh, broke out a little bit last year, but I think is going to have an even bigger part this year um, is going to be DJ Chark. Uh, he, he's a guy that nobody's really looking at in the you know top of the rounds, but he had 118 targets last year mixed with Minshew and mixed with Foles. So in that offense, I think he could he, he could easily hit that 118 target mark again, being a, a bottom end wide receiver one, top end wide receiver two. But I think he has that ability to be a top 10, top 15 wide receiver pretty consistently throughout the year next year, especially with them having not the greatest offensive weapons in that team. Unfortunately, Leonard Fournette just hasn't really panned out the way that they had hoped. Awesome. Thanks, Nick. Eric, we're going to move on down to you. Eric, can you tell the people just a little bit about who you are as a person and, you know, kind of your thoughts and feelings on football as a sport and what it means to you? Yeah, um, I'm 17 years old. I'll be 18 here in the next week. I never played high school football, never played football in my life. I At my high school, we started a broadcast club, so that's what really got me into like watching football for more than just a fan aspect. I am a Green Bay Packer fan. My grandpa is a Packer fan as well, so that kind of fed into it. Always go over there on Sundays. He had his cheese head on and everything like that. So that fed into my Packer fandom. My dad was a Raiders fan growing up. So there was strong football ties. He had six brothers, all of them with different NFL teams. So football was strong on my dad's side of the family. All right, Eric, you said you're a Packers fan. Obviously a lot of memorable moments in the history of one of the most memorable franchises in football. If you had to pick one, what would you say is the favorite game you've ever watched Green Bay Packers play? Favorite game has to be the comeback against the Bears. Aaron Rodgers thought maybe out with the broken collarbone comeback, losing at halftime by double digits and coming back to win that game. I wasn't old enough to remember our Super Bowl, our only Super Bowl that we've won in my lifetime, but that comeback against the Bears has to be one of my favorites. Right, Eric, sticking on that, there's also a lot of memorable players. A lot of legends of the game have come through. Who would you say are two of your favorite Packers? Again, one, you know, club legend, and then one currently on the team. Uh, for the club legend, I'm going Donald Driver. Just some of the – one of the most underrated wide receivers, only making it to three Pro Bowls. But just he was there in game in, game out, played every single game for five or six straight seasons, never missed a game, and was Mr. Reliable up in Green Bay. For club favorite currently, I'm going to go with Dean Lowry. He grew up and went to uh, one of my rival's high schools. Just for, uh, He graduated high school in 2012. So just there's still a library and just I actually got to meet him and talk to him about his high school days and stuff like that. So I'm going to go Dean Lowry with my current favorite Packer. Awesome. Thanks, man. Ryan, we're going to throw it over to you, our friend out in Colorado. Tell us a little bit more about yourself, man. Yeah, so like you said, out in Colorado, um, I was born and raised out here. Uh, all my family is from Texas, so I was actually raised as a Cowboys fan, and uh, that's just stuck with me. I'm pretty tuned into the Broncos since I live out here, and that's all I get to hear about all day. If I want any Cowboys news, I have to go out of my way to find it, unfortunately, but um, it works. Uh, I've been a football fan probably since I was real young, like five or six years old. 
Um, I played a lot of flag football up until I finally convinced my mom to let me play tackle in eighth grade. Um, I played eighth grade in freshman year, back injury in my freshman year, so I didn't play anymore after that. But but I truly loved the game. I played a lot of wide receiver and a lot of kick returner as well. I actually took the opening kickoff from our very first freshman year game back for a touchdown. So he one of my favorite memories of uh, my my time when I played football, short-lived, but but it was uh, truly something that stuck with me. As far as what I can bring to the podcast, I hope to bring kind of a fresh outlook, open up people's minds to things they maybe haven't considered before, kind of get people out of the old way of thinking and bring them into the new age, uh, the the future of football and and value and and things like that. Um, So I'm really excited to be a part of this podcast. All right, Ryan, as you said, you're a Cowboys fan, uh, similar to the Packers, a lot of highs, a lot of lows, very story franchise. Let's talk about maybe some of the lows. What would you say is the worst loss you've ever had to live through as a fan of the star? So I'm 24 years old, so um, no Super Bowls that I can remember, unfortunately. One of the worst losses that I can remember, though, um, was in 2017, Cowboys versus Packers. For some reason, we always have to play the Packers in the playoffs, and um, this one was uh, Cowboys down 28-13 to to start the fourth quarter. Then we rattle back, tie it up 31-31, I believe, with 30 seconds left, and uh, you're thinking, 30 seconds left, probably pretty much over. I mean, they have Aaron Rodgers, probably Hail Mary maybe, but nah, we're going to overtime time for sure then this dude starts running around rolling out to the left throws a dime to Jared Cook who toe drags out of bounds kicks a field goal and ends it that was easily the worst loss that I've ever lived through all right uh yeah I remember watching that game that one I can't imagine how heartbreaking that you know would have been to live through if you had like a dog in that fight so well let's turn it around what would you say on the other end is your favorite football memory either of the Cowboys or of yourself personally I know you alluded to that kicker turn you had back when you played in high school Uh, is that your favorite memory or do you have a different you know favorite football memory that you can think of in your life that one is definitely up there um, some days maybe it is my favorite today. It's probably number two. Uh, my favorite football memory actually happened really recently back in February, the, uh, 2020 senior bowl, like Nick said, we all are in this Madden league together. And then somehow we got a crazy idea to, uh, try and see if we can maybe go down to Mobile, Alabama for the uh, 2020 senior bowl with as many of the guys as we could bring from the league down there. Um, we ended up with like, I don't say it was like 10 guys or something. And uh, I was actually on a 22 hour road trip with another guy from Colorado. We stopped in uh, Tulsa. We stopped in Memphis. Um, had a lot of great food on the way and just made tons of memories down there. We had a, a beer Olympics, which actually one of the team, the entire team is here. Nick, uh, Chris, and myself, we were all uh, on one team and it was a pretty close contest. We, we were the losers, but it was close. We, we won in the games that mattered. But yeah, that's, that's probably my favorite football memory of all time. Yeah, that trip was something incredible. Just, you know, eight to 10 of us had never met in person before. Got a house in the backwoods of Mobile, Alabama. Went down there just to watch football practice for three days in one of the worst football stadiums I've ever seen. But like Ryan said, it was also one of the coolest football memories. It's not my best one, but it's definitely one of the coolest things I've ever done. And if anyone here hasn't gone to the Senior Bowl and you're a true football, a true NFL draft fan, I highly recommend you go to the Senior Bowl. It was a really Really crazy experience the access you can get and just the things you can see and be exposed to down there is second to none all right anthony representing the west coast our westmost member of the podcast anthony tell the people a little bit more about yourself well 
I kind of grew up watching football, living here in the Bay Area. Kind of started one day and my dad was just watching it. He also grew up watching 49er games. <laughs> I wasn't too into it at first, but as time went along, I got more and more like, oh, this is cool. It's fun watching dudes run and hit each other. <laughs> I went on and uh, ended up growing the team that he watched, 49ers. Kind of watching them go year after year, not having real too many good years in my lifetime until up until the Harbaugh years. In terms of playing football, I only played about three years of high school. Never was able to end up doing much just because I never really found some of that aggression, you know, that you need to play. But I was able to get a lot of, like, the schematically stuff down. Still a 49er fan to this day, really. Probably I'd say the height of when I really started getting into watching football was definitely kind of last year, middle school, beginning of high school. All right, Anthony, first question for you. As you said, you're a 49ers fan. What would you say is maybe the biggest draft steal and the biggest draft bust that your 49ers have had? So for draft steals, I actually have two. One of recent days and one of past. And the recent days, it's obviously George Kittle. Drafting a tight end in the fifth round, who just electrifying receiver and guy who can take pretty much anything to the house after the catch actually leading the league and run after catch yards I believe not this past season but the year before that and just growing into the number one receiver in the Shanahan's offense for years past it's uh, future hall of famer Frank Gore grabbing a running back in the third round who had injury prone labels coming out of college but ends up year after year just churning up more yards and yards and then I mean 10 years from now it feels like we're going to see Frank Gore still in the league having 100 carries for 800 yards and a couple touchdowns. In terms of draft bust, I have to say going back to that 2017 draft, Solomon Thomas traded down from the second pick to the third and drafted him, and he's just not produced how you would want a third-round pick to produce. He's been a decent player in the run game, but the pass rush is just not there. Only a couple sacks in, God, three seasons now, three or four, and it's just Definitely, you could see it hurt them in the Super Bowl a little bit when they just could have had a great impact player there. Would it maybe help? All right, going off of, you know, biggest draft steals and biggest draft busts, let's get an opinion from you here. Who would you say is the current worst general manager in the entire National Football League? And what's, you know, their most egregious screw-up that gets them the dubious title of worst GM in football? The worst GM in the league probably right now is one who's not only a GM, but the head coach, Mr. Billy O'Brien. That, I mean, just yikes. Year. Ever since he became general manager, he's just destroyed that team around poor Deshaun Watson. And the probably, and I mean, the worst trade, it's pretty easy. Trading DeAndre Hopkins and a fourth round pick for David Johnson in the second. I mean, come on. You're really you're gonna trade one of the best wide receivers in the game currently for a running back who best year was two years ago and it's ever since has been injured time after time, just doesn't produce anymore with a huge contract. I mean, come on. And then you trade for Brandon Cooks, another injury prone player from that one of the seconds from I believe was the second from the Hopkins deal. Deshaun Watson needs to get out of there quick as he can because not only is Bill O'Brien a terrible GM, he's also a average to bad coach who does nothing schematically to help Watson whatsoever. All right, Mr. Frank, we're going to throw it down to you. Tell the people a little bit about yourself, you know, who you are as a football fan, kind of what makes you take as a football fan and your passion for the sport. Right. So uh, as you said, my name's Frank. I'm from Maryland. I, I grew up here predominantly, but I did move around a lot as a kid in a military family. So uh, one of the places I did live was Kansas City, Missouri. From there, 
found football at that time. Joe Montana had just moved from the uh, 49ers to the Chiefs. Wow, superstar quarterback. Who, who doesn't want to love a team that has a superstar quarterback when you're a kid? I didn't know he would only be there for two years. <laughs> um, so, you know, you look at back at things like that and you realize, oh, well, maybe I should have thought a little bit harder about the team that I picked. But I've stuck with it through the Trent Green years, through the Damon Heward years, uh, now to the Pat Mahomes years. Uh, so obviously, like I said, the Chiefs, by far my favorite team. A little bit more about me and who I am. I love football. Football is what I grew up on. I grew up on the draft. The draft is the most exciting thing to me. It incorporates college football. So really, to me, it's almost like two different sports getting added into one. I know I know it's the same sport, but it, it's two different levels. Getting to see a player come from high school and watching highlights of them in high school and going to uh, your favorite college or your least favorite college, Hello Chase Young, uh, and now going to the pros and getting to watch them play on that level. It's, it's just really, to me, it's a special thing that I think we have here. So that's, that's a little bit about me and what I love about football. Uh, what I think I bring to this podcast specifically is a love for the draft, a love for college football. I could sit here for hours and talk to you about college football, whether it's Penn State, let's go, we are, or, you know, if you guys want to talk about Ohio State, that's cool too, I guess. I guess it's all right. So. <laughs> All right, Frank, I'm going to give you a similar question to what I gave Ryan. What would you say is the worst loss you've ever experienced in your football fandom? Wow. So there are a couple in Chiefs history that are that are really good choices. I mean, we have the AFC Championship game from two years ago, the heartbreaking loss to the Colts about five years back. But really, the one that sticks out to me is my first memory as a kid of losing in the playoffs. 1996, 13-3. Marty Schottenheimer has the Chiefs revved up as the Super Bowl favorite. Life looks really good for 10-year-old Frank, ready to go to school in my Chiefs starter jacket and tell everybody what a great team I, I like. And then Lynn Elliott misses three field goals, and we lose to the Indianapolis Colts 10 to 7. I didn't even know that was possible as a kid. I thought every game was high scoring. I was wrong. Very wrong. Uh, that by far, I, I, that's my first memory of crying for, over sports as a kid. I wish I could say it was my last memory of crying over sports, but that was by far and away the worst loss I've ever dealt with. All right, Frank, continuing on here, what would you say is the biggest draft steal and or the biggest draft bust that your Chiefs have had since you've been following them as a kid? First, uh, let's start with the bust. And the biggest draft bust ever, 2002, Kansas City Chiefs trade up to pick six, give up a third rounder to draft Ryan Sims, defensive tackle from North Carolina. Ryan Sims benefited from playing next to Julius Peppers, and the Chiefs were totally fine with it, totally oblivious to it. Everything was good, right? You know, Bryant McKinney was hanging out there, future left tackle. But who needs that to have Ryan Sims? Uh, Ryan Sims was the worst. That that hurt by far. As a kid, I knew it was bad. Looking back on it now, just, just remembering that moment, being like, we traded up, this is great. We traded up for Ryan Sims. Biggest draft steal. I, I mean, I really think this one's easy. It's, it's Pat Mahomes. I know it's a little cliche and maybe it's a layup. But really, uh, you look at the fact that they gave up two firsts. They gave up their first that year and then one next year, plus a third-round pick. It was like, oh, my God, they're giving it up for this unproven quarterback that comes from a, a, a college that's never had a quarterback. I never really had a quarterback that succeeded on this level. I, you know, watching that and watching what he's become is just truly special to me. I mean, me especially personally. But that is, that is by far and away the best draft steal I've ever seen the Chiefs have. Yeah, I don't think getting, uh, you know, a future, you know, very talented perennial Pro Bowl quarterback at that 12 overall slot, you know, the third quarterback off the board, second that year, I forget who exactly, but yeah, second, yeah, overall great, great draft pickup for the Kansas City Chiefs. Thanks for sharing, man.
All right, guys, now I'm going to tell you a little bit about myself. My name is Chris. I'm 26 years old. I live out here in Oklahoma. I was born and raised in Wisconsin until I moved to Indiana as a young kid. Uh, my journey in football and as a sports fan in general is, I think, a little different than everyone else here. I did not come from a home that enjoyed sports. My dad is not a huge sports fan. My grandparents weren't huge sports people. I just that wasn't, you know, how I was raised and grew up. I didn't really become a sports fan until I was about 12 to 13 years old. I spent most of my youth growing up in South Bend, Indiana. And my dad every year would ask me if I wanted to go to, uh, you know, Notre Dame games. But I just, I never found it interesting. I didn't get the point of sitting down and just watching people run into each other and loud noises and stuff for four hours. It didn't seem fun to me. But then I had a pretty severe knee injury as a kid and I wasn't able to, you know, run and play in gym class and stuff. So I started gravitating to watching sports since it was something I couldn't do myself. And then I just fell in love with the game when I started, you know, going. I think the second college football game I ever attended was the Bush Push game in Notre Dame Stadium. I didn't understand why that was so significant until years later. All I knew is that my dad was in a bad mood for an entire week after that game. And I did not understand why he was mad about guys pushing each other. And I thought that was the whole point of football was people pushing other people. So it took me a long time to, you know, really learn the game and understand what that was. Yeah, so out of teams, I have a lot of teams, but I have a reason for that. I grew up in South Bend, so I'm a Notre Dame fan. I went to Purdue University for college, so there's my Big Ten ties, and I follow the Big Ten very closely. I then went to grad school at Auburn University in the SEC, so that's my SEC tie there, and I still keep up with the Tigers. And then I currently work for the University of Oklahoma's athletic department, so that is now my Big 12 tie. So uh, similar to Frank, I am a draft and college football heavy individual. I've you know, now worked at schools in three different Power Five conferences, so I still keep very close tabs on all the places I've worked and all the conferences that I've been around. So yeah, and I think what I bring to the pod again is going to be a passion for the draft, a lot of college football insight, maybe some insider takes once in a blue moon. If I hear some whispers from friends at other schools, I doubt it. I'm not that important, but maybe I'll get lucky and uh, find a nugget every once in the end. All right, Chris. Well, it's our turn to uh, berate you with a couple questions since you got the uh, ability to do it to us. So uh, I think a few people will be interested to know, you know, what, what was your best game that you've ever seen as a fan? So honorable mention here, as I said, is going to be the Bush push game. I didn't understand why, and that's why it's honorable mention. I was a kid and I didn't get it. The best game I've ever watched, enjoyed, known what was going on. January 4th, 2014 in Lucas Oil Stadium. It was the AFC wildcard game between the Colts and the Chiefs. I was watching with my dad. I was home for Christmas break. Started the third quarter. I think the Chiefs scored like a minute into the third quarter. So the Colts are down by 28 points in the wildcard. And my dad throws his hands up in the air and he walks out of the room and he says this beep is over I'm not beeping watching this can't do it he's like are you gonna stay here and watch this he's like this is boring and I go well I'm like anything's possible but I didn't really believe it in the moment I just want I'm like if the Colts were gonna go down I was gonna go down with the ship and just watch it you know in that scenario and then the two best quarters of football that I've ever seen played then proceeded to occur on my tv I remember yelling upstairs at the start of the fourth quarter I said dad they're doing it he goes you're lying I said no dad get down here they're doing it we're only down by like two scores I remember when Andrew Luck dove in for that touchdown, that shot, they got immortalized everywhere on the internet of him just prone over the end zone was one of the only times I've truly jumped out of a chair or a seat. I lost control of my body and I just erupted out of the couch because we had pulled it off and I did not believe I would ever see again something as crazy as that. So that was definitely the best, most emotional game of football I've ever watched. 
I remember that game. That was a uh, that was a fun game to watch, and and Andrew Luck definitely showed flashes of what Peyton used to do back in the day, bringing games back. So I'm I'm glad you had a great memory of Andrew Luck because it didn't end on the best note down in Indianapolis. With with that going into, what are you looking forward to most into the next season? Man, I am just looking forward to the next season as a whole. Obviously, there's a lot of craziness going on right now with the coronavirus pandemic around the country, but just having football back, that classic Americana of college football, the NFL season starting, you know, the flyovers, the flag, the anthem, everything. I think just having that return to normalcy and having Saturdays and Sundays be days where I don't get off the couch for nine hours and I just eat way too many hot wings and watch as much football as I possibly can for 48 straight hours. On a more personal note, obviously, as I said, I work for the University of Oklahoma. I work in the athletic department. So sports is not just my life, but it's my job. It's how I, you know, provide for myself and put food on the table so I'm excited just to have sports coming back I'm excited for Oklahoma football next year to be able to do what I love as a job and also watch the sport that I consider my favorite and the best in the world for another year all right guys we hope you enjoyed this episode of the cover six podcast and getting to know the six of us a bit better our next episode will be our draft preview show dropping next Wednesday April 22nd which is the night before the first round of the 2020 NFL draft you can find all of our past, present, and future episodes on Spotify by searching Cover 6 Football, and you can submit listener questions or debate topics on our Twitter at Cover underscore 6 Podcast. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you guys again soon.